Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is January 26, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Save 70% and get an additional free month off when you go to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. It is Royal Rumble week. We have the Inside the Royal Rumble 2 feature. We have a bunch of features up there and a bunch of exclusive news on FightfulSelect.com. We'll tell you about that too. But if you're watching here on YouTube.com slash Fightful or back on Twitter, now that that's that's working in unison with StreamYard, uh, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. You can send a super chat at YouTube.com slash Fightful or you can go to HumperChats.com, which is what we prefer. Who doesn't? And send a Humper chat. We love our Humpers here at Fightful. This gets your question answered, your statement read on the air. We like to be the most interactive wrestling post show there is. So, Super Chats, Humper Chats, all that good stuff. We got Alex Pawlowski here this Saturday after the Royal Rumble. He will be going live on FightfulSelect.com for the Sour Graps edition of the Royal Rumble Review with Kate. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing great. Also, with you out of town, I get to handle the regular SmackDown post-show duties with our friend uh, Miss Kate Fabe. Uh, and uh, we're going to be reviewing, uh, you know, uh, Rampage. So I get to do a, a Mox match and tag team. Like, I'll be a lot of fun, too. And whatever the hell SmackDown decides to throw at us 24 hours before before the Rumble. So that'll be a lot of fun, too. Uh, well, you know what? I'll probably tell you what they're going to throw at you about uh, <laughs> 10, 20 minutes before on True. FightfulSelect.com. So go ahead True. and subscribe. I want to thank you guys so much. Every day we are reaching record numbers of subscribers. Of course, once the beginning of the uh, the month happens, that'll change because Patreon sucks. But we got Robert DeFelice here. Robert, you're going to have a busy week as well. I am, but it's my favorite week of the year. Legitimately Royal Same. Rumble week is the best week so let's just let's just get at it let's just jump into it let's have some fun let's have some fun i'll be there in st louis uh i'm doing some media stuff on friday 
I'll be at the Royal Rumble on Saturday, and I'm going to try to make it back in time for the Bengals game on Sunday. I will warn you guys, if the Bengals win, I will be fucking insufferable on the internet. The World Wide Web will need a break from me if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl, I apologize <laughs> ahead of time. Oh, guys, Dan Housen stole the show for a lot of people. The Super Chat, the Humper Chats, they're all coming in. We're going to save those for the end. That's what everybody's talking about, and it makes me very happy because uh, he's a great dude. Just generally a great dude, so I'm incredibly happy for him. Um, but, oh, my God, this show was bonkers. Now, the way that it ended, some people didn't like. Uh, we'll talk about that. The way that it started, uh, let me pull up the tweet. Let me pull up the tweet that I, that I posted when Sammy Guevara bounced off of a ladder. Um, I believe it was something along the lines of, holy shitting fuck balls butt. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right for the entire match. That was a balls to the wall wrestling match and it was very good maybe the best singles ladder match i've seen in years that was an incredible ladder match i mean i've, I've been predicting it guys i knew sammy was going to win that title back this ladder match was absolutely guano crazy unification title match um there were uh, several big spots here sammy did the swanton off the ladder onto a bridge ladder alex this ladder did not break Instead, Sammy bent and went over, and it still looked amazing. It looked even yeah. more devastating. That was just one spot. And this was after, geez, a cutter from one ladder yeah. over into another one. There were some of the most breathtaking spots in a ladder match I've ever seen. The ladder match in national worldwide wrestling has been around for 28 years, almost 29-30 if you include the Coliseum video, uh, Shawn Michaels-Bret Hart match. There's still new stuff being developed, Alex, and that's part of what I love about pro wrestling. Um, is this the first ever one-on-one -on -one yes. ladder match in AEW? Yes. Yes, I believe Cause, so. Because try to follow that. Like that, like the thing is that like the ladder match, I feel like I, I love a good ladder match. It's usually on WWE. It's a multi-man thing. They've done multi-man stuff in the AEW as well, but a one-on-one -on -one ladder match can be some of the most fun stuff that people would come up with. Um, this is the bar that was set. If you're going to do another singles ladder match, you got to beat this at good luck. Like, I mean, just like, the 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 springboard to the top of one ladder jumping into the cutter which was perfectly timed by the way and both men landed perfect um was the damnedest thing i've ever seen the damnedest um but before that we saw the most vertical superplex i've ever seen like oh my god way way up there and then we also after cody rhodes took that cutter he got back up on the thing and delivered a crossroads perfectly and then, um then that that oh, swanton i forgot about that so so robert I, I definitely want to hear you talk about this say i thought sammy's face was shattered because that's how he sold it yep. like we don't see a lot of the i'm gonna kick my heels into the ground selling 
I was, he sold me a ticket. I was worried. The crossroads off the ladder. My God. You wouldn't think that this would go so perfectly as it did, but it looked like he'd done it a million times. Nailed it perfectly. I thought it was over there. I thought, okay, Cody can win here. He hit his finisher off a ladder. But no, they were just getting started. And I'm not going to say that I definitely reached out to somebody who works at Ukes to see if they were watching that ladder match. But I might have. Because that was amazing. It was incredible. Incredible. Sammy ends up winning. We have some super chats and humper chats about this. TJD says, what was the point of Cody winning it a few weeks ago anyway? Sammy has no character art. No, nothing compared to Miro or Darby. Ricky Starks has way more charisma than Sammy. Really disappointed. Seems like bad booking. Sammy has no depth. Well, you seem very mad at Sammy Guevara, <laughs> but uh, Ricky Starks has a title. It's the FTW title that will eventually be parlayed into a program with Hook, I would imagine. I'm okay with Cody winning I'll, a few weeks I'll, ago. I'll, I'll, addre- I'll address this. Um, I, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they will start to give Sammy an actual character arc with they the title because he had none when he first won it from Miro and Miro had what probably the best character arc of any TNT champion we've ever seen like from when he won it to where he was where he had, like he just got more and more progressively insane about being God's favorite champion like I would like to see whatever happens with Sammy to do that they didn't do it the first time and so when Cody won it back I was like well they must have not like liked what they what they had to do with with Sammy. They must have not had any idea of how to get his character as a champion over. So they just said, let's throw it back to Cody. And when Sammy won it, was presumably going to win it back from Cody three weeks later, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you just put it on Cody to put it back on Sammy? So I understand the commenters' frustrations. At this point, after this match, I will allow them the leeway to figure out what they're going to do from here. But if, let's say, around revolution time, it's just him having a match and they're not actually doing anything with him or somebody specific that he's feuding with, then I review. I, I reserve the right to come back and say, yeah, they got to figure out what they're going to do with this championship. I agree with the commenter that Sammy didn't have an art. I don't have a problem with Cody winning the title and losing it. Short reigns are okay with me. I don't care. I mean... It makes things a lot less predictable, and I'm all right with that. A short reign, not a problem for me. Uh, Tremaine says, backstage heat or not, let's please stop with the Cody sucks chance. Sammy is awesome. Uh, to whatever person, <laughs> that negativity kick rocks. Don't kick rocks. We appreciate your super chats, but if you want to chant Cody sucks, chant Cody sucks. That's part of the beauty of this story, Robert. Oh, yeah, he's full Cena. He's full Cena mode now with the let's go Cody, Cody sucks. He's embracing the Homelander gear. This is great. This is some of the most fun I've had watching Cody in three years. Shotkid29 says, say what you want. Cody has had some great firsts in AEW. First time limit draw, first cage match, first ladder match. I think that's probably important to him as well. Vala brings up that ladder leapfrog and said it was such a hardy thing to do, but he made it his own. Uh, He did. That was one of the most impressive physical things I've ever seen in a ladder match because of first off him jumping off the top was just unreal. Uh, uh, an unsung detail that uh, guys I've watched that GIF a thousand times. The, the one of the unsung details is Cody is up there and he's literally reaching for it a split second before he turns to take it. Like he could be up there waiting to take the move, but he was actively trying to win the match right before he had to take a cutter from the top of a ladder. Like that was amazing. 
I do like the refs holding the ladder. Not a problem in the yeah. world with that. I didn't like Paul Turner moving the ladder from <laughs> no. underneath them. Commentary did an, uh, did their best to cover for it. I don't like them moving the ladder. Holding the ladder, cool. If that's the AEW rule, that could be the rule. I don't give a damn. It prevents things like what we saw at GCW this past yeah. week, and I'm okay with that. Um, man, this was a must-watch match. You all need to see this match. Brent Lockman says, Sammy's crazy. This is a guy that said in an interview once that he's young. He can just go to the hospital. He'll heal. And <laughs> Hannah Hannah says, I just want to pay to say that Cody sucks. Like the, the angle that his body broke at when he landed on that ladder and it did not give. Like you can go to the hospital when you're paralyzed. Like, <laughs> dude, like that's like a, an amazing spot. I'm assuming the ladder was supposed to break. But geez, that looked really scary when he bent over that ladder the wrong way. You think Matt Hardy just immediately reaches out to Sammy like, no, I did this. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, look at the people who were involved in those TLC matches. There were six guys. Yeah. Five of them are wrestling now. Still after. And, and how yeah. for how long were people saying, oh, they won't last. They won't last. That's now, granted, true. Edge and Christian had some time off. Devon. He took a producer job or else he probably still would. He had a stroke, unfortunately, recently. Yeah. Uh, last year, maybe the year before. Bubba Ray, he was the base. He was He's still there. The Hardys, especially Jeff, was the one taking the most damage. And he ain't never taken a damn break. Yeah. So some of these guys are just made of rubber. Or at least they convince themselves they are. Nate says, still laughing over the, man, holy freaking crap. <laughs> crapping shit balls out of a butt tweet. Whoa, buddy, that ladder match was crazy. So glad to see A&W made a great hire. Very nice, very evil. SRS, good luck Sunday. Go Chiefs. Not go Chiefs, but I do appreciate your super chat. Keep sending them in for this match. I know you guys still want to talk about this. So uh, I love that. I, I we're, we're down to talk about this throughout the show. Uh, Cole's Train says, Robert, someone who, uh, who also has CP, thanks for representing Great Dynamite. No question. Robert is incredible. Robert is incredible. Jam Beard says, this is a loss, or this is one, because uh, I lost the bet to you, SRS, although Bengals probably didn't deserve to win that game because of two blown calls against the Raiders. But I hope you guys kick the Chiefs' ass. Buddy, you don't want to get into it with me about blown calls in that game. There, there are plays that started in that game that the ref still hasn't said, oh, no, 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 Oakland called a timeout before the play. Like, they're going to go home. They're going to spend the entire summer, and then the refs are going to go, no, come back. we got to run that play back. It, it'll happen. Don't worry. Pablo Amaya says, was lucky enough to be at Hammerstein and Effie's entrance. It was an incredible moment. Have you heard of any chance of the uh, of big indies getting on a TV spot? Well, I mean, they, they were. They were originally going to get a, a bit of a talent exchange for uh, ROH, but that didn't. I mean, it happened. It just didn't work out great. Graham says that Robert's smile could end wars. I don't I don't agree with that, but thank you. <laughs> I like your setup now. It's a lot different. Yeah, that is a baby grand behind me. Somebody asked, and it is. That's impressive. That is impressive. Grayman Media says, will Johnny G be a debut, uh, debut be a pre-tape for Rampage? Will Hook win PWI 2022 Rookie of the Year? Will Cody show up at the Rumble? Will Britt Baker face Deanna Perrazzo? Uh, well, the most likely of those is Hook winning the PWI. 
I'll say that. Johnny G will not be on Rampage. I'll have more on that. How about this? On FightfulSelect.com tonight. I know a lot of people are asking about Johnny Gargano. I'll have he, some more on he that. He tweeted time. about it. He, yeah. he tweeted acknowledging that he heard people chanting for him and everything. And he's like, it feels so good that you guys remember me and still like me. But, you know, uh, rest assured, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll see what happens kind of a thing. But like, like Candace is due in like two weeks. Yes. Let, let him, let him be a dad. My, my daughter just turned five today. She was born on rumble weekend five years ago when Sean was out of town and I was supposed to run the entire site by myself. My, my wife was giving birth at the same time. It was oh. the craziest weekend of my life up until that point. Um, so yeah, anything can happen when your kid is born. It's better to like not have too many commitments at the time. That's why I didn't go on a work trip for two and a half years after that. <laughs> it's like, it's going to happen again. Like, <laughs> it's going to happen again. Nathan DePaul says, Derek Carr is terrific at selling. There, there you go. Uh, Anakin says, in the middle of a 60-hour work week, so I'll have to catch Dynamite later when I've recovered. But for whenever I get to listen to this post-show, can I hear Tony D describe how to win the Rumble? Well, see, you got to go out there and you got to eliminate 29 other guys, which is a misnomer, you know, because a few other guys are going to eliminate other guys along the way. You got to eliminate maybe five, six of them, probably maximum like eight or 12. Then you got to toss them over the top rope. You got to both feet got to land on the ground. Uh, there's this week that Kofi Kingston likes to like land on his butt on the ground, like scooch around like a, like a dog with worms. Listen, <laughs> my thing is you land on the ground, you're out. That should be the rule. But anyway, watch me this weekend because I'm going to win the Rumble. Oh, man. I love it. Brian Medina says, Bing, Binghausen Bengals versus Rams. I see Super Elite when Omega comes back. I think we're going towards Elite versus uh, Undisputed Era. Brendan says, The tall ladder in the ring looked damaged, so I don't mind the ref holding it so no one was put in excess danger. Again, I don't mind them holding the ladder. I minded them pulling the ladder out. That's what right. I It's mind. when Cody is grabbing onto the belts and Sammy's on his back, and the ref just decides, okay, I'll move this now. Like, it's a little dangerous. Bambeard says, I kind of want, if uh, Johnny Wrestling does show up in AEW, him to join Cole and Red Dragon to help them take out the Elite. I hope so. Um, I, I just hope he's in in a big... Uh, okay, not not that. I want him to take it. I want him probably to join Best Friends because I think he would fit in with them after the way. But how about depending, you guys? Depending on what... Because um, I think a, a, a good spot for it would be like around Revolution. Um, uh, especially if it gets like, you know, six weeks, two months... Uh, of being a dad kind of a thing. Um, uh, but uh, I would love to see something we never got to see when they were both signed to WWE. I'd love to see a Brian Danielson and Johnny Gargano program because I think those two guys could work magic together. Yeah, I think he comes in and he goes straight for the TNT title. And I think he's the one that wins it on his first shot. Uh, Daniel R says, long-term booking anything you want at Revolution. Well, I thought CM Punk and MJF was going to happen at Revolution. It's happening next week, which we're going to lean into right now. Uh, but anything that you guys want to see at Revolution? Adam Cole winning the world title, but I know I'm not getting that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the, the Hangman and, and, and Archer is going like, you know, now. So we got to have something else for him. I, I'm. I'm I'm really interested in seeing if anybody pops up that I've been waiting for 
since they were released in November. Like I'm really interested to see like who is making a debut and and what they do with them right off the right off the bat. For Cameron, who says we missed the super chat, no, we didn't. We've got a moderator, Luis, a very good one who who takes those and applies them to whatever segment it's on. That way, I'm not sitting here talking about the Kings of the Black Throne during the ladder match, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, don't worry if some of you are new here. Uh, your super chat or humper chat was not missed. We just get to it to kind of streamline the show. But get those in super chats and humper chat at humperchats.com. Snap Joe says it's crazy to me this show is free. It's insane. And Hannah says they did a better job with the ladders than the ref in AJ Gray's match. Yeah, they did. Sorry, AJ. Sorry, AJ. So CM Punk comes out. He is dressed to compete. And he wants to face MJF now. He's got the scarf. He talks about how it's cheap. It's uh, a knockoff. He got it on Amazon. It's made in Long Island. Not his best work. He did like five minutes on the scarf. And I was like, I'm, we got you. We got yeah. you. You don't like the scarf. It's, and it's and I'm like, the tag isn't that big. It can't possibly say all of those things on that tag. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on now. MJF comes out and he goes down the history of Punk in Cleveland. He said that Punk says that he really gave up wrestling in 2005. But in reality, he gave it up in 2014 when he didn't show up in Cleveland uh, at, a, at a date he was obligated for and disappointed the crowd. And then I thought he did something masterful. He said, when I beat CM Punk, you're going to see the real CM Punk, the one that blames everybody, the one who's short with everybody, the one who, if he doesn't get his way or doesn't feel like he gets enough, will go ahead and sue you, which is a reference to Colt Cabana, mm-hmm. um, who, I mean, my God, the two were best of friends. Quite frankly, I did. I think they did the best two pieces of podcasting work in wrestling history, and they were in lawsuits against each other, and that has not been brought up yet. And I don't think that's an accident. I think that's a very sore subject. Uh, I don't think it's an accident that we haven't seen Punk on screen with Cabana. I was shocked that this even got through. Um, so I would imagine it had. I would imagine it would have to be approved, but I don't know. But Punk really is. He, he's got the table set, Robert, for a heel turn in the future. And MJF, just like he did with Cody, is going to be able to go back and say. Maybe I'm an asshole, but I told you so. I'm an asshole, but I didn't lie to you. So I don't think he gets to do that about one until he can do that about both. I think one day he'll be the knight in shining armor while these two are bickering in the ring. But Punk, everybody knows Punk's an asshole, and he's comfortable with it. And he just wants to fight MJF right now. But MJF has perfectly set himself up to go, no, one day... This guy will be the same shitty person he's always been. And I will say, I told you so. Alex, uh, this led to MJF getting in the ring. The Pinnacle beat that ass. And Wardlow is forced to powerbomb him. I like the little touch of him sitting cross-legged on CM Punk's chest. That was mm. a, a, a really good one. Uh, what'd you think of this segment and the beatdown afterwards? Um... Uh... I I I like the the idea of like no oh, no MJF calling his shot like we're gonna do this in your hometown because I'm gonna bar- embarrass you in front of your people. I thought I'm like that that is not something we normally associate with MJF 
is like like I love the idea of him wanting to walk into the lion's den to do it. I I, I don't anticipate that we're going to get a straight shooting type of match next week, but I like the, the 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 implication that that's what he what he says he wants. Um, I really enjoyed um the the the, the connection to Cleveland. The first time you know showed was here. Yeah. And I'll, I, I, there are people probably undoubtedly in this building who were supposed to see you on that night and you, you abandoned them. Who's to say you're not going to abandon these people again? Like I thought that was a really good turn of phrase. If nothing else, I like that. But I also think that it's fairly clever uh, for, for punk to go back. Well, the reason that you're so butthurt about it is because you're, you're a fan. You worshiped the ground I walked on back at the time too, but like, and but him coming back and saying like, "I always get back up," and MJ saying, "Do you? Because I got these four guys here who are going to tell, who are going to prove that you don't." And I thought that that this is what the pinnacle should be used, should yes. have been used as for months and months and months. Is M- if MJF basically sh- like the pinnacle was formed with MJF as the undoubted head of 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 the team. He should have been using these guys a whole bunch for the past several months because I think the team now they've got like cracks in it with with uh, Sean Spears like you know going crazy with the chairs and and Wardlow kind of wanting out and uh, FTR doing their own thing. If this had been what they were leaning into through the entire summer and into the fall, like it would have been a really really effective way. I I actually would have loved to have seen this more often, but I thought this really set up the match next week really well. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that probably winds up having a screwy finish leading to a revolution rematch. I think this is the first time they were all five together on screen since Stadium Stampede. I really feel like that's the case. And that's a shame. But it felt good to see them together. Even though MJF was not kind to Cleveland and I was waiting for Wardlow to go, I'm from here. What are you doing? Tremaine says, I do like Cody and MJF poking holes in Punk's character and helping set up feuds. That's layers. That is establishing layers. And yeah, that I saw is somebody mention this in the chat. Uh, MJF saying, oh, wait, 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 you think he's not going to abandon you? Didn't you guys think the same thing about LeBron James? I thought that was cute. Uh, Eloquent says, wasn't it Cabana who sued Punk? Uh, Punk filed a countersuit. Nurguru says, does Punk not have any friends to help him? I mean, that's kind of what MJF was getting at. That's the thing. Yeah. That That is an underrated thing. I saw some people say, well, nobody likes him. No, not really. That's the point. Yeah. That's the Where point. was Sting and Darby? Were they, what were they doing at the time? Not there. They weren't on the show. I guess so. They weren't on the show. Brent Lott, and Dan Housen wasn't there yet. He was under the ring. He couldn't hear anything. Right. Chris says, go ahead and chant his name. It will be the first time ever. That was a good, good line. And Brent Lockman says, no one saving Punk feels like a story in itself. And I I believe that will be implemented into a story of its own as it should be. Cameron says, any idea on how CM Punk versus MJF is going to go next week? I feel it's plausible for either guy to win. Because it's Chicago, I would expect Punk. Deep within my soul, I think it should be MJF. I think we should start this it's time to move past the gee golly, I'm glad to be back punk, which we have a little bit, but uh, Robert, how do you see this one going? I think MJF tries to, if not successfully beats him with a headlock takeover. Ooh. Ooh. 
Ryan Largent says, screwy finish. Dan Housen helping Pepsi Man win. I want to see a Pepsi plunge in AEW so bad. When I saw that uh, it, on the internet back in the 2000s, I thought it was the coolest thing. Do it to Cody. Cody won't do the pedigree. You do the pedigree. Oh, my God. Bako 5 says, MJF versus Punk needs to be on pay-per-view. Next week will be a handicap match, the Pinnacle versus Punk. It'll build on Wardlow's conflict and Punk's. <laughs> like, I did, I did kind of try to pay attention to see if Punk muttered underneath his breath. It'll be Sam Punk versus MJF and FTR. I was hoping <laughs> it'd be like something like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Michael Key says, I think if it happens again, Colt saves him. Okay. Legit. I would love that. I would love that. If, if you haven't sat through that entire podcast after Punk left, go YouTube Colt Cabana, cut my promo CM Punk, and you'll see how well these guys were together in a few minutes. The, the, the connection was magic there. There was a part of me that thought it'd be really cool if Cabana has to save Punk in Chicago, but I don't know if they're legitimately there. If they are, that'd be great. Team Taz interview on the beach. <laughs> Now this Will has nothing- Hobbs, man, what a fashion icon! I love him. He, he made it. He was wearing a fur coat made out of a Wookie over over overalls over nothing, uh, in a one degree weather like that. That that ass, that dude. That dude, I love him. Oh man, this was cool. This was fu- I, I love this. Uh, it had nothing on Jeremy Lambert's beach promo. No. Uh, you're welcome, Tony Khan, for the free promo for for your show. When it hits 1.1 million, uh, you got to send Jeremy Lambert an edible yep. arrangement or something like yep. that. But uh, Jonathan McPherson says, just a Hobbs Starks outfit appreciation chat. Taz leading a stable of style icons never fails to amaze me. That's I want to so progressively true. see Taz like starting to wear more Met Gala-ish stuff. Yeah. Sawyer says, I loved AEW acknowledging and leaning into the absurdity of Beach Break being Cleveland. The side of the FTW promo popped me hugely. I mean, I thought when Tony Khan did the map thing with Brandon Walker on that interview, it was funny enough because he was like, so show me where you think it'll be. And he's like, no, <laughs> Cleveland. AJ Lamb says, any update on a limitless one? Not as of yet. Not as of yet. Tremaine says, did Robert break into someone's home and set up his rig? Commitment truly is the fightful way. Well, maybe uh, we look, just I'm not gonna, hate. I'm not going to openly say that on the air. Yeah. And also, if if you don't think that we pay enough for him to own a grand piano. And this is why you need to subscribe to Fightful Select. I and mean, look what's behind me. Yeah, because I, I make sacrifices. I don't have a grand piano behind me. Alex doesn't either. We want our grand pianos. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Lots of stuff set for Rampage, acclaimed again, or uh, Bowens versus Moxley. That match is gonna hamp hard. Private Party versus Jurassic Express for Rampage. Uh, Matt Hardy dropping a Jeff Hardy reference, a Hardy Boys reference. Getting getting close, man. I see it happening. And then we got the Jake the Snake Roberts Lance Archer promo. This will be a Texas death match. Now, I am much, much more uh, preferable to the last man standing. I think pinning somebody, then doing the 10 is anticlimactic. We found that out with Mickey James and, and Deanna Perrazzo. 
but I get it. They're going to be in Texas. I thought that Hangman Page Alex was perfect here. He's yeah. a bad son of a bitch. But they said, oh, by the way, it's a Texas death match. He goes, what? What What'd you say? He's still <laughs> the anxious millennial cowboy. Yes. So, of course, that's going to scare the death, scare life out of him. But, you know. I, I, I loved the, the end of his promo, though, because it was like just it was like something out of Shakespeare's like you may choke slam me to hell, but I will claw my way back up seven, nine, all the nine levels to get back to you. Like, I thought this was this was fine. This was I I, I, I really love Paige. I'm, I'm glad he's getting something something else in between um, Brian and, uh, and and whatever happens from Revolution. We're assuming it might be cold, but like uh, he's got to be doing more things as champion. I wanted to actually be a fighting uh, top champ. Julia Hart is mad backstage because Griff is trying to uh, basically protect her, but they, I don't know what they were going to say. I don't know what Griff and Julia were going to say to Tony. No idea. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because Smart Mark Sterling pops up, and this is some of Smart Mark's best work, I think. He, it's like Jade Cargill has selected you, lady <laughs> blind in one eye, as her challenger. And he's like we got to get a waiver signed because you're blind in an eye here's the here's the contract and he says cross the t's dot the i's and then he looks at the camera and he's like ha good one uh this i thought this was fun as hell alex and yeah. julia is like griff piss off yeah i can fight my I, I love her standing up for herself i can i can i can fight my own battles i make my own decisions i like that a lot um but I, I also just love that Jade, Jade Cargill has selected you, lucky lady. I love it. To, to, to get squashed on dynamite or whatever. I thought this was this is the, I, I honestly was wondering like what the what the criteria was gonna be for the TBS championship. Is it gonna be like an open challenge? Uh are they gonna use rankings or whatever? But if it's just like Jade Cargill handpicking her opponents for a while. I could, I could, I could, I could live with that. I mean, not forever, but for a, for a couple of months, I could, I could make it work. We have, or actually, there's a person named Julia Hart in our Humper chat that says she needs to keep the eye patch for as long as possible. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wardlow destroys a couple of uh, jabronis. Yeah. We mean that affectionately. Jay says Wardlow turns on MJF next week, and Punk wins. Not yet. Not yet, because if you were going to do it next week, I feel like there's no reason to not do it this week in right. Cleveland. I I wonder if he won't turn on MJF. He just will refuse to do what the thing that MJF tells him to do in the yeah. moment. Like, he'll turn his back on as opposed to, like, attack him. I think there might be some... That might be a gray area that they might do or something, but um, I think there's certainly something there if you want to protect MJF. Uh, is is basically uh, have him try and cheat, but it doesn't work because none of his boys will help him. So contract season is coming around for AEW. I think the way to do it with Wardlow is to have him just say, hey, my contract with you expired. Yeah, I'm just going to kick your ass now. That's would, the best way to do it. I like that. You know, when did Wardlow debut? After full gear 2019. Full Gear 2019. Interesting. Interesting. Man, that is some, some great long-term storytelling, this. Uh, Bako5 says, any reason we haven't seen anything on Miro? I'm going to ask. I'll find out. 
Sawyer says, can't believe Sterling didn't say dot the lowercase J's. Ah, very clever. Very clever. Inner Circle and 2.0, uh, it, it, along with Daniel Garcia. Santana and Ortiz get the win. They did not want to tag in Chris Jericho. I'm sure this this excited Alex Pawlowski, but that crafty veteran Chris Jericho had to show him how to do business. And I, I do like that they were struggling without him because they should against those three people. And Jericho ended up hitting the Judas effect, which led to the finish, which was a pile driver. Yes. Boy, I was happier than a pig in shit over that. Robert, um, you, you know what? Actually, I'm going to send Alex this one. Uh, he's got to get first crack at Jericho. This, this to me, I was excited save a, for a bit. Save a piece for me. <laughs> save a piece for me. <laughs> I was excited for a bit. Because Tony Schiavone, like on air, sided with with uh, Proud and Powerful, sided with Santana Ortiz, saying they have a point. You know, they 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 have been watching out for Jericho and haven't been able to focus on their tag team stuff. So they do have a point. But the match was structured as though they refused mm-hmm. to tag in their partner Jericho, who's just like, "Hey, I'm just trying to help us win, guys." Yeah. Um, and then he gets off the apron just to stand there and kind of pout a little bit, but he doesn't leave. He doesn't, he doesn't do the heel move and, and leave the arena, leaving them high and dry. I mean, I do see why he did that because it's like, well, why, what, what, you don't need me up there. So. Right. Right. No, I I get that part too, but they're also sticking around. So it did, it did feel like the overall, uh, Overall, like, story of the match is, oh, look at that magnanimous Christopher Jericho, one of the greatest men to ever live. Look at him there. His friends turned their backs on him, but he won't leave. No, he hangs around and hits the Judas effect, causing his friends to pick up the victory. Even if they've turned their backs on him, he won't turn his back on them because Chris Jericho is the best friend a guy could ever ask for. It just, it felt like they were really leaning into that to me, and I really hope I'm wrong. No, he's you're exactly right. And that's exactly the way that they're going. And I'm not sure that's what people want to see. The good news is Chris Jericho recently said to Freddie Prince Jr. that Eddie Kingston is a dream match for him. So I'm hoping that means he actually puts the guy over whenever this comes down to Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston needs a win over Jericho. That would be big for him. He really does. He needs a major win on that scale. And I'm not crazy about this. Can they coexist with the most dominant faction in AEW history? So this didn't really do it for me. March Penguin says, I finally figured it out. Matt Lee is Canadian Nacho Libre. Man, I swear to God, they look like... I I always say that Colton Gunn looks like Billy Gunn drawn from memory. 2.0 looks like Chuck Taylor and Matt Jackson drawn from memory. That's, That's who they look like. Tremaine says, would Inner Circle be better without Jericho or Broken Up? Uh, broken Up. Broken I mean, up. I don't know what you're going to do with Hager. I don't I don't know. He's not having Dan Lambert things. is right there. Yeah, put him with him. You could, keep, you could keep Jericho and Hager together as Hager could be Jericho's muscle or whatever. And then just, I mean, know. I feel like Lambert should have a stable of sirloin beef sons of bitches because that's what he likes. That's what he, he's like the Vince meme on Twitter where he's like, ah, God. That's him. Uh, Nate S says, thought Wardlow was standing there looking like Darth Vader conflicted watching the Emperor light up Luke. 
Is Robert just in front of a green screen? No, that's ridiculous. No. Uh, Robert says. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Spears, uh, or Robert says, Spears took down Punk as easily in Cleveland as Mickey Gall did years ago. Very clever. Very clever. <laughs> very clever. Yeah. Mark says, occasionally the time difference between Australia and America is good. It does suck when you're actually busy at work and you miss Dynamite early. Uh, sending this through to go back to the top of the ranking so Kalex gets their half hour, maybe. Hey, guys, if you all want to send a lot of Super Chats and Humper Chats, this guy, I got to agree. If he is the top donator, I will let Alex and Kate go an extra half hour on their already way too long NXT review mm -hmm. for like a month or so. I would love it if you guys would just knock him <laughs> off the leaderboard. I'm sorry, Mark. I appreciate you. Love you. Appreciate you, buddy. But I like to go to bed a little. The bit idea that you're willing to go two hours on NXT 2.0 never ceases. We don't do it like we don't do it on purpose. We have a lot of fun talking to it's each other, and we make a lot incredible. of jokes. Incredible! It's it's fun. Oh. <laughs> Jay Blood says, "I love that Eddie can be right. Proud and powerful can be justified. Jericho can genuinely now have a bond with the inner circle, though it started as an ego trip." Yeah, yeah I, I mean, beings. they're humans. I agree with that. Yeah. They they can they can have shades of gray as as a as a nuanced storytelling. I I appreciate that as long as we wind up at the right place, which is Eddie Kingston beating Chris Jericho. And hey, if, you know if what? That's where it, we wind up. I'm fine with however we get there. If this is solid enough, like I'm willing to say, you know what? If if this leads to the former LAX launch into a new stratosphere and Eddie yeah. Kingston gets a big win, it's like okay. I wanted the inner circle to break up last May, but if Eddie Kingston gets a win over Jericho, boy, that would be. I'd be awful happy for, for Eddie Kingston. Mark Losper says, what is this voice, Alex? Uh, it's like a, like a 1940s newsreel uh, narrator, I think. It is. <laughs> Man, do you ever listen to that stuff and go, they talk to each other <laughs> like that? Is that actually how people talk to each other, like uh, like at a diner? Like, like, what do you have, bub? I mean, I'd, like, I'd like a tuna melt. Sir, thank you. If somebody talked to any of us like that, the instinct is... <laughs> Square up. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> Something's wrong here. I feel threatened. <laughs> Dana Holland says, Austin Gunn's tweet on Dan Housen was great. His life is ruined. That's so true. So, I, I, so I, uh, admittedly, sorry, I stuttered there. Before Dan Housen popped up and I saw the ass boys mentions, I was happy, but I was like, come on now, that's Dan Housen's. Like, he got, he helped get them over as the ass boys by calling them that. So when they were just arbitrarily saying it, I was like, mm. but Dan Housen's there. I mean, yeah. my God, Dan Housen's going to make so much money off merch. My God. Yeah. Layla Hirsch, Red Velvet. Red Velvet's theme song is a 99 overall. This match didn't do it for me. This was a little bit plodding. I don't know if they were on the same page. It seemed like... They were trying to go for a hybrid of let's do some stuff that is real. But then there were like these these little flares of like looking at the camera to uh, it was just it didn't connect for me. This there is were, too WWE. Just, yes, it felt like a WWE match. And that's not always a bad thing. In fact, most times it's it's not a bad thing because rarely do I see bad WWE matches. This just, it didn't click for me. It didn't quite work for me. Uh, Brent Lockman says, Hirsch is such a sawed-off badass. Glad they're leaning into that. Well, I'm glad they're leaning into giving these two 
time on this show when they have built this on TV as they should. But uh, Robert, this one just didn't click for me. I, yeah. It didn't quite work. I'm glad Layla won, though. This didn't do it for me because look at the finish alone. She shouldn't be winning with a roll up with the, with the tights. I don't care. I got. I got to give her credit. That's one of the best roll ups I've seen on TV in a long time. Sure, but she has up, the ability though. to just tap her out. I think she sure. Could. Well, the thing for me was like I I loved the roll up. She got all all of her weight across the legs. Mm-hmm. It was a good roll up, and I hate roll ups. Right. But but I loved that it. it was. She countered one of Vel- Red Velvet's signature moves that 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 kick while she's while, while her opponent's on her knees. She she had it scouted and she countered it into a roll up that had all of her weight across the legs. So there's no way she could have kicked out. Adding, oh, but she grabbed the tights too. She didn't need to. It's a really lazy shorthand for now. She's a heel, yep. and I'm like, we get it. We've watched her in the wrestling. You're telling a good enough story that we know she's turning heel. You don't have to have her cheat unnecessarily to pin a woman who she could she could have beaten anyway. That that to me just feels like a, that's just lazy. You don't need to do that. I don't want to see that on AEW. Yeah. I, I, I do agree with that. Um, again, very happy to see that one time when a roll-up is used, it looks good. Kings of the Black Throne uh, versus Penta and Pack next week. Daniel says, excited for next, next week. We get the match we've been waiting for. Penta and Pack versus House of Black. Love that match. Brody King has a great voice. And Brent says, Malachi is a Sith Lord at this point. I'm sure they put Julia in that promo for no reason. Nope. I loved this thing. When when like with Malachi standing like off center doing his thing, and then you you I was like, when's he gonna come out of the black? And then here comes Brody King just 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 stepping out of complete darkness to give his half of it, and then he says, just like death, and he leaves. Malachi says, We are inevitable. And he leaves. Ah, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, listen, you the, all the all the like the, the weird like supernatural stuff I don't need, but like really dark dark characters that like like get into that kind of uh, darkness of a of a of a of a all those all this like oh well we're we're really spooky. They're not spooky. They're just guys who like to, to inflict pain on people, and they listen to a lot of death metal. I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD promo. She definitely leaned in heavy to Baker Mayfield, which mm. it's easy to bury Cleveland, and I'm glad that she buried those Cleveland bozos. Uh, I did particularly love the line. Enough of that. Let's talk about the Baker that actually wins shit. <laughs> I loved it. So um, I just feel like it's important to to note that I feel a little bit left out. We had Pro Wrestling Illustrated that was was featured out there with all those plaques and all those trophies. And I'm like, where's Fightful's love? So I have decided that we need to hold like a bit of a celebration for Brian Danielson. And we will have this blown up. (laughs) The article... That he says, when I eat an apple, I'm essentially eating tree sperm. Most fruits are semen. Because, I mean, what else do you have you to brag about? You guys know that Jeremy Lambert is really, really good at his job? He is. He is. <laughs> I, we talked today on Not the Listen, Your Boy, about lessons to be learned from the Taylor Swift uh, lead singer of the Gorillas thing. 
where he's like, oh, no, my quote was turned into clickbait. And people go, no, no, you said that. <laughs> you sa- you can't just say that and then say, but clickbait. No, you said it. That's a thing that happened. I'm going to have to Google that because I have no idea what you're talking about, but I oh, like Damon. Oh, uh, he said that she wasn't a great songwriter because she uh, co-writes her songs. Then he said, oh, but I love Billie Eilish and her brother who co-write their song. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then when people got mad at him, he said, eh, clickbait, sorry. And then people were like, no, but you said it. It can't be, it can't just be that. Tree uh, semen is not clickbait. It's not. It's not. Chris Rain says, Cleveland finally has a baker they can count on. I like to call back to that. Eloquent says, Britt's promo was hilarious, but served no purpose. Should have introduced the next promo. And Ryan says, Britt didn't mention a single other woman during her promo. Five minutes of putting herself over and setting nothing new up. That's good. Some, sometimes I'm okay with that. When it's Britt Baker, Pittsburgh's daughter, the queen of Pittsburgh in Cleveland, I'm okay with that. Well, that I, is that is served. That's just as good as her pinning somebody on the show to me. I yes, but if I mean, I, if 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 what might be her next challenger came out to stop it, you'd get a big pop from from the Cleveland crowd. The, the, the whole point I thought I th- I think of going out there and shitting all over the hometown yeah. is so that a babyface comes out and gets a big pop. Well, but like hear, hear me that. out. I want to cut you off. Please do. Fuck Cleveland. <laughs> True. I'm not specifically Cleveland. I'm just saying in general, it could have been in Kansas City or wherever. Like, it's just like to me that it, I, I thought what she did was fine, but it did not seem to me that there was a, much of a point to it beyond fuck Cleveland, which I guess is, according to you, all that we need. The The point to it might have been, hey, even MJF and Punk can't keep my name out of their mouths because I'm that good. That was the maybe first thing somebody... that she said, and then she talked for another five it. minutes. Uh, but maybe that's the setup for something that Punk Perhaps. or MJF might do next. Nerguru says, Britt can cut a great promo, but can we get her a feud? I'm tired of waiting for Rosa and not having anything in between. And as as I look at things now, like Thunder Rosa's got a, she's got the Mercedes feud, mm-hmm. and I, I really think Britt and Thunder Rosa should headline Double or nothing. Yeah. And, really. and, I, and I'm fine with that too. But whatever we do with Brit between now and when that starts, it's got to be something beyond like, oh, hey, somebody's number one in the rankings and a pay-per-view is coming up. Like, let's let's do something with Brit because she's good enough to carry a real feud. Yeah, I would like for them to, to, to bring her a challenger. But I would also like for her to very clearly be avoiding Thunder Rosa because she lost that match. Mm-hmm. And I would love... See, I mean, I didn't like necessarily the Riho has her number thing. I would like it a lot more if it was Thunder Rosa that had her number. Yeah. And that really haunted her. But uh, I guess we'll we'll see how that ends up. Raiden says, over British champion. Promo tonight didn't build any feud. She's had one challenger in the last two months, and it feels like they're just milking this rain dry. They need to fast forward to Rosa winning, which should be at Revolution, not double or nothing. Uh, I mean... There are people that I talk to that think that maybe she won't be champed by double or nothing. If they put it on Revolution, I mean, as long as it made sense from like the wins losses standpoint, I'd be sure. all for that. And and you know what? I would probably want that to headline Revolution. I'd want it to headline whatever pay per view it's on. Yeah, I think people are so used to everything moving so fast 
that even one promo where it felt like this could set something up and it didn't feels like a letdown. I'm willing to let it slide for now because AEW works differently. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats. Tremaine says, why is Nyla asking Jim Ross to book matches? She's asking for a rematch with Ruby Soho. I don't necessarily like the idea of here's your rematch because she lost and it's a fluke loss, but you know what? They're putting a little bit of a story behind it. So it's, it's not, I feel like I've been so jaded by WWE doing it so much that anytime it happens on AEW now, I'm like, Oh, and I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be instant grown over a rematch. Alex, I see you wanting to say something. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Nyla Rose wanting the rematch. Like, she should want the rematch. She should yes. want the rematch. She should believe that it was a fluke that she lost to Ruby Ro- to, uh, to Ruby Soho, and um, she should believe that had she beaten Ruby Soho, she'd be the first TBS champion. I believe that that's fine. But now it becomes like, well, somebody can say, well, you don't just automatically get that rematch. You got to do this or or whatever. Like I understand why her character would want that. Then if you think, well, that's not the storyline we want to do then figure out a way to get out of that storyline. But she should want the match. Absolutely. I don't know why she's asking JR for it. Yeah, and the fact that he said, well, hey, talk to your manager. Maybe she can get you the match. I can't do anything for you. Absolutely smart. Why isn't Vicky getting you the match? Tremaine says, I'm still willing to give rookies some good, some grace, good match or not, but I needed Red Velvet to hit the overdrive. She does it as well as anybody. She does it as well as, as anybody does. So uh, good on her. FTR versus Lee and Brock Anderson is rescheduled for Rampage. Beard says Kings of the Black Throne are now in the top five because they beat a top five team last week. But where's Sting and Darby? They also beat a top five team. They beat the number one team. They beat the number one team, so they should be in there. Yep. Cole's Train says Brody King is great, even if his band is hilarious. I don't, I've never I don't heard. I know what his band is. Yeah. Zach says chipping in to help Alex buy a space heater. For his basement. Well, here's the thing, man. Alex is facing price discrimination no matter where he goes. He's in he's in Wisconsin. They got all kinds of snow there. They hike up the prices. True. Shipping's going to be crazy. Ugh. But you know what? It won't happen if he uses NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. I'm heading to St. Louis this week. I'm going to watch Rampage. I'm going to watch SmackDown. Eh. But... When I do that, a lot of times it says, SRS, you're out of your home area. You can't do that. Well, not anymore. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Hey, that UFC card that happened this past week, uh, they hiked up the prices again. Sure wish I could subscribe to BT Sport in the UK, but I'm in the US. Oh, hot diggity dog. NordVPN.com slash Fightful lets it happen. My gosh, 70% off. Your, your deal, an additional month for free? What? $3 a month is what it basically comes out to? The price of a cup of coffee? My God. You would have saved up enough for like a year of NordVPN just on the difference in that pay-per-view this past week. And it's the fastest VPN out there? Oh, my God. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can access content from over 59 countries by changing your virtual location with one click. You live in the U.S., you can be anywhere in the world. You can watch Peaky Blinders early on U.K. streaming services if you want. All those geo restrictions are no longer an issue. 
because you can change that remote location with one click. It is so easy to use. And you know what? I'm at airports, restaurants, public Wi-Fi, an awful lot, hotels. I don't feel necessarily safe on those. So NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps us out. Hit them up on Twitter at NordVPN. Let them know you heard about them from us. Even if you don't try them out yet, just tweet them. Let them know you heard about them from us. They made a great investment in us this month. And we would like to continue that. So please support us with that link. Eloquent says, Yuta Wheeler and Penta had a banger on Dark. I haven't watched it yet, but man, Wheeler, or uh, yeah, it's Wheeler Yuta. Um, I had people telling me last year when he didn't get signed by WWE that they knew that's when things were changing. They said he didn't get hired. Six feet tall, could already wrestle, in great shape, checks a lot of boxes, can talk a little bit. When he didn't get signed, they were like, what's going on here? He was a slam dunk. Sawyer said Excalibur to Nyla because you lost. <laughs> uh, Tony during the MJF chants sucks. That was good. That Where they were good. chanting MJF and he went sucks, sucks. <laughs> Nerd Guru says we take for granted uh, how great Alex or how great of an actor Alex is. Bravo. That's one of the reasons I wanted him on the show to begin with. Because we had so many like drama filled segments on Raw. <laughs> so, so true. That I wanted him there to break down the Bray Wyatt promos and stuff. Jesus. I had you, Anna, and Jeff Hawkins. Yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you know I saw Anna Bauert before I ever worked with her? Yes. On an investigation discovery show. I she got it. murdered on it. Yeah. Also, Jeff Hawkins, too, yes. on an episode of A Million Ways to Die, yep. got burned alive. Yep. Just watching my coworkers die. It's sad. <laughs> Guys, we're heading down the home stretch. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. But this weekend, we got two Royal Rumble post shows. Then I'm probably coming home and doing another one on Fightful Select. But Alex and Kate will be there right yep. after the Royal Rumble on Fightful Select. Then we got Jeremy and Jarrett Bailey on the main feed. Check it out. Alex is doing a special uh, edition of Sour Graps uh, live for free on the main feed as well. I want you guys to check that out. Also, check out the new Fightful Overbooked. It has uh, replaced the distraction. You're going to see all kinds of personalities there. And Thursday... Steven Jensen and uh, Jeremy Lambert bring you the spotlight here on the main Fightful feed. Bryant Heath misses Miro. Orange mm. Cassidy defeated Adam Cole in a lights-out match. So we are going to talk about the match, the action, all that good stuff. And then we will talk about Danhausen completely separate afterwards. Yeah. But there was a spot in this where Danhausen debuts. Adam Cole is pulling a chair out from under the ring, and there he is. This doesn't necessarily have anything else to do Nothing. with the match, so we no. can tie that in later. Shotkid29 says Adam Cole was cursed. But Tremaine says, if I'm Adam Cole, I'm asking Dan Housen, what the F are you doing here? <laughs> Not in AEW, but literally under the ring. Are you Hornswoggle? <laughs> I, I was hanging out with Dan Housen and Hornswoggle uh, last month. Yeah. Rob Hines says, does Cole go on a losing streak after being cursed by Dan Housen tonight? I don't God, think I hope so. not. Like, I hope not. That'd be awful. Because I didn't necessarily like this. This felt like the easy way out of giving yeah. Cole his first loss. Loved the action. 
Love the action until the end. I did not like that finish. I liked the spot where they went off and into the, the gimmick next to the stage. Looked awesome. Two things that I loathed was Adam Cole going up there, looking down going, where'd he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? For all the benefits of working under Shawn Michaels that he gained, that that's one of the common criticisms that detractors of the Shawn Michaels style bring up. The, the overacting type of thing. Where did he go? I don't know. Look behind you, man. Look behind you. Then what I didn't like was Orange Cassidy's like rheumatoid arthritis hug that he had on Adam Cole. And I mean, it's one thing if you're like tightened up, you got a body lock, you something like that. But Adam Cole trying to wiggle free and he can't do it. He can't do it, which is going to bring all kinds of criticisms from people who already hate on his physique. They're going to make all kinds of ribs about him not being able to break out of that, setting up the finish. Other than that, I love the match. Besides the finish, virtually everything about the finish except for the execution of the fall, I did not like the finish, did not like Cassidy winning, but everything before that I thought was a blast. Alex, I'm excited to see how you felt about this one. Um, I, I will say there's there's one result over the past few months that if it had been different, I would be much uh, much more okay with this. Um, there was an ep- there was a I think it was an episode of Rampage um, where uh, Orange Cassidy lost to Matt Hardy, like lost the feud to the I'm HFO, there. and I was like, what's what purpose does that serve? Are they are they going to start a Matt Hardy push? Guess what? They didn't. If Orange Cassidy had won that feud and was put over strong, and and now you don't look back and go, well, why are they setting up Orange Cassidy for anything? I think Orange Cassidy is great, but I love the idea of you have a guy win a feud, then he looks more um, uh, more formidable in his next feud, and and that way that that looks good. As is tradition, Adam Cole loses this match that doesn't count. And therefore, his record is unblemished. Britt Baker lost that match to Thunder Rosa, but she was champion two months later. Like, it's just a thing that, like, the, 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 your lights out match is their get out of jail free card. Where we've booked ourselves into a corner. We don't want Orange Cassidy to lose another match, but we also don't want uh, to, uh, Adam Cole to take his first loss. So let's do a lights out match where Adam Cole can get pinned. Everybody who's like, oh, Adam Cole, look at him slumming with a comedy wrestler. Hey, um, that's not, I mean, Orange Cassidy also, proves also to may, not, Yeah, maybe look at Adam Cole's history of ever before right. WWE. Before WWE. People don't, they, people think that that him, swaggery Adam Cole in NXT is the only thing he's ever been. They're not familiar with his work outside of it before NXT. So that's why they think that he's, you know, fallen on hard times because he's working with Orange Cassidy and losing to Orange Cassidy. That's not the case. The one thing that I will say is I thought that the story of the match is the smarter wrestler ended up winning because um, you had Orange Cassidy who, who was wearing a, a studded metal cod piece underneath his because he knows that Adam Cole always goes for the low blow. So he's got that covered like he, he the whole and he was the one who was like snuck up behind Adam Cole and Adam Cole didn't know where he was like the, the, the smarter guy, the guy who was more prepared for it mentally 
ended up winning, which is the right story. But I will agree with you. Like, the finish would have been much better if we saw Orange Cassidy lock on and you can actually see him holding tight to Adam Cole. Because Adam Cole starts to wriggle and Orange Cassidy loosens his grip. Like it just, it didn't, it didn't look good from up, from up close, but I did think the, the bump was spectacular. Bump was spectacular. We got some super chats and Robert, I want to hear what you think. Alicia Ellis says, isn't Cole afraid of heights? Yes. That was reiterated numerous times in my inside the war games uh, feature. Like, and that was something that they, they joked about. Tommaso Ciampa told me that he was talking through what was going on below them. That because Adam Cole they didn't want to look, so he was kind of guiding him through that. Chris Hart says, "Feels like they wanted to give Cole a loss without hurting his record because it's lights out." Yes, uh, Robert, this felt like I don't want to say cheap because when people say, "Oh, they pad the records on dark," it's fake. But this this did seem very much like, "Oh, well, we want to give Cole his first loss, but not really." Ultimately, AEW I feel like has earned the we'll wait and see how this plays out thing. But we went from a two-plus-month feud, two-and-a-half, three-month feud with six matches here out of a two-and-a-half, three-month feud with six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches. And even before that, the Young Bucks were feuding with uh, Jurassic Express. So they go from this extended feud with a match every other week to another one. How'd this work for you? It didn't. Because they've lost a lot of that grace with me. Because we already know why they were doing the Lights Out match. That was not a surprise. It's also not the first time they've given Orange a major win. And then next week they'll have him go back to being just random comedy guy. And I'm not here for that. If you're going to have him beat Jericho, he should be elevated. If you're going to have him beat Cole out of this, he should be elevated to a title match. But they probably won't go there. It's just... Well, he got to beat Adam Cole, and Adam Cole can move on. First of all, Adam Cole was smart enough to not be afraid of Orange Cassidy this entire time, and then he couldn't break out of a hug. It does look weird. Yes, it's fake, and yes, we can let it go, but it wasn't the best look for Cole, and it was kind of weak on AEW's part. Uh, I just got news. uh, Well, at least I was told. Everyone seems okay coming out of a lot of the wild spots on beach break tonight. I know a lot of people were concerned about Sammy, understandably so, uh, about Cody, about Adam Cole. Um, initially, at least based on what I'm hearing, everybody seems fine. Good. Baco 5 says, lights out matches need to be just fights, do the entrances, get the guys in the ring, turn out the lights. One ref from outside AEW, 10 count to win, could end at a draw. I'd be okay with like KO rules and stuff like that as well, being added to it. Uh, <laughs> Rob Hines says, did Sean make a deal with the devil to make sure the rumble wasn't scheduled on a conference championship Sunday and who day? Oh, I didn't make a deal with the devil. Nick Khan is smarter than a lot of people give him credit for. There's a reason why WWE does their best to avoid the playoffs for stuff like that. Like they, they, they aren't dummies. Like they, they try to avoid that as best they can. And that was one of the reasons why Nick Khan uh, was brought in was to look at days like this and look at days like day one and say, oh, well, maybe we could do some good business on those. And day one was a big success. Brennan says, kind of feels like OC needs a direction. He does. I'm starting to feel a lot of the they're just there type of thing. Um, yeah. Jay Blood says, 
When Orange's gimmick undermines the match, it's a real problem. When it amounts to a no-sell of everything happening in the match, it serves no one. Well, I don't know necessarily what you mean. Like, I thought that him, like, doing those light kicks later in the match was almost like a, like, like Jericho pinning somebody with one foot and flexing type of thing. Yeah. Like, it was disrespect. Ryan says, OC has lots of training on hugs from best friends. He's a strong hugger. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Graven says, can't please anybody. Guevara versus Rhodes is called a no-sell fest. Cassidy versus Cole gets complaints because OC didn't hug right before falling 20 feet. Uh, pardon me. I love the latter match. Uh, who who called it a no-sell fest not, on yeah, this show? Not anybody here. No. You cannot apply general criticisms nope. to any one of us. And hey, by the way, we're three different people. Yeah. I get so sick of the bullshit people saying one of them fightful accounts. We got 30 plus. Now we got 40 plus people on the staff. <laughs> they just got, mean, they mean me, Sean. It's, they this do. Is fine. They just mean they me. Me and Kate. This, that's who they mean. It's and fine. I can guarantee you that the three of us have wildly different tastes. It's very true. Not everybody's the same. Not everybody. It's subjective entertainment. Yeah. Subjective entertainment. Nerd Guru says, this loss should now uh, make Cole become serious again with Red Dragon just dismantling people. No more being yes. chummy with the Bucks and Brit. Sure. I could see I, that. I would like a little bit of like him being like, I love you, but while we're here, I'm going to handle business. And she's like, no shit. I know. Like, yeah. it doesn't bother her at all. Mark says, given how the elite guys tend to amplify everything that people hate about them, I wouldn't be shocked if Cole... Being unable to get out of a weak hug sounds entirely intentional. Wouldn't be shocked if this is all over BTE next week. Oh, I guarantee you oh, it's yeah. over. Like, they lean into that. They're very good about that. Like, they have a very good sense of humor about their shortcomings on TV or spots that don't look great. Rasslin Riggle says, the Cody Sammy match is awesome. I'm glad they both walked away after all those spots. That being said, Cody still sucks. I love that energy. I love it. Rothenberg said the lights out match is fun. Things I liked low blow and not failed low blow. Man, he watched Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona's yeah. impact. Uh, I love that. It wasn't a full weapon death match thing. I didn't like Cole getting pinned. Where was O'Reilly? I don't know. I'll ask, but um, I mean, a lot of times his, his wife just, just gave kid. birth. Like yes. he's probably, you know, on, on, you know, on paternity leave. What, you know, why not? There you go. I completely forgot about that. But also a lot of times in this environment, Sometimes you got to take a week or two. Right. It's, just, it's true. And also, like, why why take an unnecessary flight to Cleveland if you're not going to wrestle? Yes. You, you could bring something home accidentally to your newborn kid. Uh, I do want to say, when I was in Cleveland for AEW a couple of years ago, I was exploring the city uh, the, the following day. And the guy who did the hastily made Cleveland tourism videos yeah. was performing there that week. Like, he performs there weekly, which I think is amazing. Rob Hines says 30 people in the Rumble, 30 people on Fightful Staff. Hmm? Mm. Just saying. I love the Rumble. It's my favorite match. Brendan says, heard this elsewhere. What do you think of Orange Cassidy feuding with Team Taz? I could see Taz getting very angry with OC leading to good stuff. I think that sounds fun. I want to see story. I want to see meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what I want. I want that's a, a great reason. Top win for Hook if Hook can beat OC. OC and Hook would be. I mean, if you don't, if you don't want to split up Team Taz to get the 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 FTW championship on Hook, yeah. if you had Cassidy beat Starks for it, 
And that would really piss off Taz because he's the absolute wrong guy to hold that belt. Then you could have Hook beat OC for the title and carry it forever. Uh, guys, uh, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We've been breaking news there all week about people discussed for the Royal Rumble. Let me reiterate, because they were discussed doesn't mean they'll be there, especially in this climate. But we have some news on Johnny Gargano up on Fightful Select right now. Obviously, he didn't debut tonight, but Dan Housen did. But before we get to that, Graham B says, William Regal sings the Dynamite theme chorus. <laughs> I'll have to look up that. And Luis then, is going to send it to you. Yeah, he'll send it Cole's to Cole's train says, underscoring the Yuta Penta match. I was there. Unreal match. If Yuta isn't signed to AEW full-time, he should be. Yes, he should be. Um, I think he is got a lot. really not him. still? He hasn't got the graphic. Uh, that seems Jam like Beard, Jam Beard says, speaking of the Rumble, I think we get Wallaby Paul brother, <laughs> Grayson Waller, enter the Rumble, toss out styles from the Rumble. I, I No, I think, that's, I think that's done, hopefully. I hope it's done. They had a good match. And that's where I'd like to leave it. By far, the most super chatted, humper chatted thing. And you still have time to get those in. Give us money. Danhausen. I can tell you guys, I've interviewed Danhausen like six or seven different times. He gets it. I've interviewed him more times than I've probably seen him wrestle live. Without a doubt. Maybe more times than I've seen him wrestle in general. This guy is is prime for every vlog that they have. I don't know what they're gonna do with him, Robert. But I just know that he's a, he's gonna make you money somehow. So Danhausen is a wrestler that I don't know if I've ever actually seen wrestle. Like I see a lot of Danhausen. He's the talking. RJ City of this generation. Yeah, really. That's exactly what it is, and I'm good with that. I don't know what you do with him on screen and I don't think I care. I just, I'm glad he's got a job and I'm glad he's able to entertain because Dan Housen is fantastic. Without I do killing. like that. Uh, he literally did nothing and walked away and nobody, nobody questions anything because he's just Dan Housen. Without killing kayfabe too much. Um, he, wonderful guy, wonderful fella as well. But um, Alex, your thoughts when you saw this, uh, I was shocked. I was shocked. I was too. I was just like, "What? Where? Really?" I mean, for 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 one thing, I thought he couldn't walk right now. I thought he was still laid yeah. up with a broken leg. Um, uh, and I, I guess I was just like, "What is? What does this mean?" I thought it was just a thing to pop the local crowd, and and he was gonna like do like a a, a you know like a a few appearances here and there. He's all elite, baby. He's got the graphic and everything. He's got the graphic, like, man. Um, uh, just his like he's just he's so unique. And there are people who just don't get it, who don't like him. But there are more people who love the guy and are going to spend crazy amounts of money on his merch. Um, and it's it, it, he's, I'm I'm I was so happy to see him, and yet I was just like. What 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 what? That's awesome. I did it just it just kind of it it unnerved me for a while. Like it took me like a couple of minutes after he left before I was able to like focus back on the match because I was Listen, like, what does this mean? Even Jim Cornette isn't immune from his charm. Jim Cornette likes yeah, the guy. Yeah, that's I mean shocking. Brent Lightman says good to see both Jan Danhausen and Mansur healed up this week, seeing as they had the same injury. I think. Not only did they have the same injury, they had the Good same night. injury 
within 15 minutes of one another to the point to where when I got the reports in, somebody said, Dan Housen broke his leg. Then 15 minutes later, somebody said, Mance broke his leg. And I said, no, 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 Dan Housen did. <laughs> that was, that was uh, at the same show, back to back. Unbelievable. Eric says, Dan Housen is all elite Housen, best wrestling show of all time. Jambeard, all elite Housen. Uh, we, I mean, we got Prospector saying, happy Housen. Can't wait to go to Rumble, too. I'm excited for that as well. Balab says, my expectations were subverted. Then I was given something better. All elite housing. Like, just people celebrating a good dude who dared to be different getting signed. Um, who dared to be different on an independent circuit that, honestly, a lot of it is based on in-ring ability. And he's got plenty of that as well. Shot Kid says, as a writer, preach it, Sean. Media literacy, folks. It is important. It is important. By the way, I don't know when, when people decided that we shouldn't write the most enticing headline possible. That's confusing to me as well. Come on, guys. ShotKid29 said, Tony Elite broke out the bags of money at A&W. Chris Raines, all elite housing. He also says, love that Dan housing. Best dynamite ever now. Dan Janoff says, about time Tony Elite gave him all the monies. Rob Reed says, very nice, very evil that Dan Housen got signed with A&W. He got hired by A&W and by AEW. Yeah, is this going to interfere with his, you know, burger flipping? That's a headline right there. That We got we got to run a headline there. Makes history. I wonder if we'll get paid in cryptocurrency, Robert. <laughs> Ian Hunter says, did Dan Housen get his blimp in this contract? I hope so. I hope so. And and yeah, Ian Hunter said that. Uh, Brent Lockman says, Dan Housen and AEW, the most random but awesome thing I've seen in a while. And we got Virgil in events mask this week. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, Chris Rain says, all the love Dan Housen getting online makes me happy right now. Pablo says, if you don't know who he is, do you even know wrestling in 2022? Talk about a people's champion. Well, you know what? If you don't know who he is, buddy, I got some good news for you. Fightfulmag.com. I'm looking for the overlay. I don't know where the hell it is. Uh, you know, how the face about, is there. How about this? You want to know who Dan Housen is? You want to know why he's everywhere? Go to Fightfulmag.com. If you subscribed to Fightful Select earlier this month, you could have got the digital edition free. Dan Housen, who is he? Why is he everywhere? This is the beauty of a magazine. We also had Nate Marquardt, EC3, write for us. We got articles on Jake Paul. Do drop Minoru Suzuki, WCW Revenge, one of my favorite video games ever. But you definitely want to check out this edition of Fightful Magazine. Get it in digital or physical edition at FightfulMag.com. Boy, Jimmy had to be just, just be beside himself with joy over, over that debut. Christian says, put Dan Housen in a current AEW faction. Listen, I'm not... I know none of you think about Chaos Project, but I mean Luther and Serpentico with him, probably pretty. I, go ahead. I, I don't know that they would actually do this because it, it might. I, I don't. I, I think it would be hilarious. I think he should insist on interviewing to join all the factions. Like yes. he'd come in in a little suit with like his little folder, and he'd sit down and he he'd, he'd, he'd like, like interviewing to be part of death. Like the whole thing is they could do this all on the YouTube stuff or on BTE or whatever. But I think it'd be really, really funny if he was interviewing to join all the factions. He needs to approach Brandy about being in the Nightmare Collective. <laughs> 
He yes. needs to. Yeah, I like it. He absolutely needs to. Yeah. Cole's train says, for real, what do we think of Dan Housen? I loved it, but I get others who didn't. Well, that's the thing. They've got to see it. There are so many people who just haven't seen it. And I'm like, I'm not going to call you lame if it's not your style. You like what you like. You don't like what you don't like. And it, and everything isn't for everybody. Right. But he's he's got that. He's got such a special, unique charm. Ian Hunter says, Dan Housen couldn't find the forbidden door, so he dug the forbidden tunnel, which ended up taking him under the ring. I can't wait for the explanation for this, Robert. Yeah, it's got to be something really good. Like, I saw Hornswoggle at an indie event, and, you know, he was supposed to give me some toys, and I just ended up under the ring. It's like something so simple. But this was awesome. This is really cool for him. And again, he doesn't need to do much on the actual television. He just needs to be on all the vlogs and all the backstage segments. Mark Losper says, I miss Danhausen. Very sad, very evil. Brian asks if he is all elite, but Brian uh, uh, later on says, it's confirmed. Yes, he is. Eloquent says, looking forward to the Danhausen Ass Boys program. He's got a feud with the Ass Boys. Yes. Has to. And I kind of want Billy to side with Danhausen a little bit. Be like, you are Ass Boys. That is what you are. You were brought up an Ass Boy. <laughs> don't run for this. And Colton's like, I don't want your life. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> like, that's what we need. As, as Danhausen just watches on. Chris Rain says, give me Chaos Project Housing. I love it, Chris. Swiss Roll asks if he joins Men of the Year to save Egon Scorpio. Man, there's still so many about Dan Housen. I love it. I the Dark Order yet, which I know, is ready-made. Hugh Janus says, very nice, very evil show. Guess this means Gargano isn't signed yet. Yes, I can confirm. Johnny Gargano is not signed yet. Uh, I have more on that process on FightfulSelect.com right now. Rob Hines says Wardlow should be Dan Housen's muscle. <laughs> I think it's a bad idea. I'm sorry. That's a bad idea. Zach Schimmel says Dan Housen is going to make fight for lots of monies tonight. Alex might want to work on your Dan Housen. I'm going to have to I'm gonna watch all your interviews with him so I can start to it's, improv in his voice. It's pretty good stuff. Um, I've got like, we've got, I think we've got on fightful scraps, a, compilation of yeah. all the interviews i've done with dan Housen, like that. five or six of them because there's one uh, thing to be able to do the voice it's another thing to be able to improv in his in his uh in the way he speaks oh yeah oh yeah nerd guru says missed it tonight but saw all the highlights always here to support the fightful fan best in the biz and all elite housing if you guys haven't seen it like i've had dan Housen rate my childhood action figures and we we compared him to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. There's there's a lot of good stuff there. A lot of good stuff there. Andrea says, finally, Dan Housen is all elite. His first curse is for Adam Cole, helping his good friend Orange Cassidy. What did you think of his debut? I thought his debut was perfect. It, if you knew him, you popped, and you said that's what he should be doing. If you didn't know him, you went, who the what fuck the hell is, is this? That? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert, any thoughts on on that? Uh, it was perfect. I was just glad that I was able to write a headline that said he did nothing, Housen, and then I immediately had to change it to is all elite, Housen. But he needs to just be doing nothing but going around cursing people, and then eventually he can try to team with Sting. Hey, I can be your son too. I, I have my face painted. Like just so much fun for Dan Housen to have. 
if the Danhausen compilation isn't up on Fightful Scraps tonight, uh, it will be within the week or so. Uh, I'm I'm hitting up Kyler about that. So if you guys want to find out what he's all about, I'll have a compilation up on YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. JB Love says, very nice, very evil Danhausen appreciation super chat. Um, and Kyler said, uh, for tomorrow, run it. Run it now, Kyler, my friend. <laughs> Let's do it now. Do you think that this was all part of getting AEW on TBS? Because obviously, you know, Conan was on TBS. Uh-huh. And Conan loves Danhausen. This show would have been short if not for the Danhausen Super Chats. Yeah. And that, that makes me happy. Get in your Super Chats, your Humper Chats. We still got plenty. JB Love says, very nice, very evil. Baco 5 wants Danhausen and a reformed LAX or Team Taz. Like, I love this completely stupid shit people are throwing out, too, because that's pretty fun. Brendan says, didn't see the graphic. That's awesome news. Him showing up under the ring is perfect for him. Ian says it may be the most perfect debut in A&W history. So random. Love that, Danhausen. For those of you who don't know, when Danhausen's deal was coming up with ROH, he started to publicly... Uh, publicly push for uh, him to get signed but it wasn't by AEW it was by A and W and he went to the burger joint to get a to an, get an application for uh for employment there and they actually hired they hired him, him. they did they did <laughs> Oscar says pretty nice how Gargano teased this with the face paint and finger pointing in the main event kind of evil to be honest clever uh Johnny by the way I do think it's important to to note um in addition to that that update that i have he posted a tweet and he said i heard you and you have no idea how much it means to me that you're excited to see me back at it it's scary to step away because your insecurities say they'll forget about you but you haven't forgotten and i promise that i'll make it up to you asap hashtag johnny wrestling and i mean what a good guy what a wonderful dude taking time off to take care of his wife a plus guy Jambeard says, Downhausen joined King of the Back Black Throne as their court jester. Alex, he has to interview with them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think I think it'll be really, it'll be so much fun. Because the thing about Malachi is, you know, he's willing to like, just for a second, let the veil down and make fun of himself for a bit. What, what are your great. strengths? I'm very evil. <laughs> Look how evil you are. I can, I, I fit right in. I see here that you're also very nice. That doesn't work. <laughs> well, Downhausen could work on the niceness. Chris Rains says Brody King tweeted, oh no, he followed me here. <laughs> Ranger says Brody King joking that he left the forbidden door open and Danhausen followed him. Robert Aquatic says Danhausen spiked the ratings to 4 mil and they won the <laughs> 1 to 99 demo. Oh you never know. Danhausen. Oh, he says that uh, he's already setting records. Jarlocks. OMG, it's Danhausen. Popped so hard that it sounded like the crowd did also. Way cooler than Gargano showing up, in my opinion. Give me Danhausen and Wardlow as a tag team. It'll be very nice, very evil. Mark Losper says, it may be cheap, but there's a million cheap things that happen in wrestling. We tolerate without issues. MJ, well, this is this is completely, un, oh, that, that was, it led to it. Yeah. Talking about uh, some of the cheap heat uh, with MJF. But he said, Danhausen coming out from under the ring, that match was clearly for fun. Chill. No, that ending sucked, man. That ending sucked ass. It was bad. Ian says, I hope Danhausen thinks all elite means that he is in the elite and keeps trying to hang out with the Bucks and Cole and Omega. That would be cool. That would be cool. JB Love says he's perfect to lead Chaos Project. I agree. 
I, I don't know if, how long-term that will be, but. Somebody said, love that Cody gave SRS a nod in the post-match interview. I missed that. I think I think it's something they taped. They didn't tape, but like did it uh, at Rampage. Yes. I think. Oh, he said the co- report about his contract is legit. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, although I mean, I don't think it's an accident. I happened upon that information. Right. Generally, generally, if somebody's contract info is out there, they have told somebody. So there you go. Uh, Ass boys versus Darby Sting Danhausen for the trios championship says Norm. Brett Lockman says. Is this why they've had so many violent matches lately? Teeth get knocked out, and then Dan Housen gets paid. Man, listen, Dan Housen, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, it's all a conspiracy. It's all it's all together. He needs to show up at her dental office just looking for teeth. Yeah. Uh, Aaron says, great main event. I was wondering what your thoughts on the OMG, STFU, it's Dan Housen. <laughs> Jim Gagvez. <laughs> okay. There's a there's a hyphen there. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Jim most Gagvez. Hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah, Jim Gagvez says great show tonight. Nice ladder match. The Wardlow show. Punk versus MJF confirmed a surprising main event, Danhausen. I was so happy to see him. I literally jumped from my chair and screamed. Bluechew.com code fightful. Their guru says Danhausen and Sting. That's it. And we're finally, finally approaching the end of the Danhausen super chats. Hannah says Danhausen gonna try to become Sting's favorite son, and Darby will brood more. Oh, he's so jealous. He's so jealous. Oh, well, Ian, tell, tell Mox no swearing. There's so much to play off of yes. with Dan Housen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Zach Schimmel says, Alex, what do Tony D, Walter Regal, and, and Pete Dunn think of Dan Housen? This, this guy, what is he, a freaking vampire? What is he, a clown? I don't know what he does. I don't know. This guy, I will smash him. I will chop him. My name is Gunther now. Stop talking to me, Walter. I, ch- I put this game out of a hat. It's totally mine. I came up with it myself. Uh, a delightful boy. I, I think he's got a great future in this business. I don't care. I'm Pete Dunn, I don't care. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for that. Chris Rain says that Britain Day and Hazel were talking about a t-shirt collab last week. So now it can actually happen. It could have happened before. I'm sure they yeah. would have allowed for it. 
Yeah. Robert Aquatics says Danhausen versus Danielson for Colt Cabana's tooth. <laughs> Shotkid29 says Danhausen needs to try to buy teeth from Britt. The vlog content mm-hmm. is going to yes. be good. It's so good. Well, we have some non-Danhausen super chats. And legitimately, guys, like on a professional level, thank you all so much because you guys fund Fightful. Yes. And you all are pu- we're publicly funded, but it makes me very happy to see somebody like Dan Housen get that kind of love. He has had zero national and worldwide exposure. And that's awesome. Another person, Thunder Rosa. So our top 25 interviews of last year, seven of them were Dan Housen and Thunder Rosa. Wow. And neither of them have a bit of, of WWE exposure. And like they came from the bottom and really uh, made themselves. So it makes me very happy to see that. Irene says, AEW's upper mid card has a lot of talent uh, that aren't buried, but could use direction. It's why a trio's ch- title could really help. Now, I- I've been talking to Lance Storm a lot lately, and goddamn, what a fountain of information he has. He thinks that it it would slow down a lot of their throwaway matches that help build up singles feuds. I don't necessarily, because you can pass those off as, well, they're not going to be in the running for the trios title because they're losing those. Mm-hmm. There are creative ways to get around it. Nikolai says, thought it was a cool callback to best friends, proud and powerful match in the early dynamite days where a table was pulled out and OC was on the table. Tonight we got Dan Housen on a chair and OC match. And Daniel Rothenberg says, have an idea that came to mind, a star in AEW who has an open challenge every pay-per-view or an open challenge unless they are in a championship match. Imagine Danielson facing Moxley, Gresham, Okada, and Gargano this year. Just a thought. I would like somebody who does that for all their matches. Yeah. But like maybe the pay-per-views are the big ones. And yeah. Brian Danielson would be a real good one for that. Like, I don't need a title to prove I'm the best in the right. world. I'll take on anybody anywhere. I just want to fight anybody who thinks they can step to me. I would. Yes. I think it would be great. I, I love that idea, Daniel. And Steven says, can we please get Kevin Patrick to explain the difference between dissolution and disillusion, Alex? Well, uh, actually, one word is disillusion, and the other word is disillusion. They're very different words. And you can very clearly see it whenever I say it out loud. Disillusion, disillusion. They're very different words. Brendan says, that's because Thunder Rose and Dan Housen are the best at what they do. Great people besides. I got I got something hopefully coming for you guys very soon that you guys are going to enjoy an awful lot. Um, you need to look at the lyrics for the dynamite theme, Alex, by the way, <laughs> I, I got it. I'm JB love says fightful appreciation, super chat. Well, we're going to wrap up. We, we went from a show that was going to be about 65, 70 minutes yeah. to doing 25 minutes of Dan Housen super chats, humper yeah. chats. Holy shit, guys. Thank you all so much. Please support the shows this week. Um, I'm going to be sending in exclusive news to Alex, to Kate, to Jeremy, uh, wherever applicable. That way they'll have them on the show as well. So they're going to be very newsworthy shows beyond the fact that uh, Fightful's most hated personality, Alex Palowski, is on the show. (laughs) Alex, we we got more. We got more. Yep. Just Joe says, who cares about Dan Housen? AEW needs to step that game up if they want to compete with the the big boys. Just Joe as you You're can see, a lot of people care about Dan Housen. <laughs> yes, I think I think you can see that plenty of people do. Shay, uh, get in this super chat, and we will have it read. But Alex, uh, yeah. go ahead. 
<clears throat> Boom! Let's go, ignite! Elements collide in a flash of light, and you feel the boom. That means it's time. Light the fuse, bring the boom, dynamite. I don't think y'all ready for what's here. Energy that matches warfare. War games. Feel the tension rising now. Pack them in tight as we form a crowd. Shut the lights off, make the noise stop. Got the whole room ready for a mic drop. Sub kicks in, got him in a frenzy. Acting like it's Friday, but it's really only Wednesday. You know what that means. I have very clearly never listened to that song. <laughs> never. <Nope>. Never. <laughs> Tom Lavalley says, uh, never get my Humper chats read. S-M-D-H. Uh, buddy, if they're there, they're getting read. And uh, I will I will personally pull it up right now. Tom, where, where, where are you? What's your username? I I'll hang around just to make sure it gets read. How about that, Tom? Tell me what you sent. Luis will make sure it gets read. Uh, Jan Beard says Dan Housen should do rampage commentary with Taz and Excalibur until he heals up. My oh. God. Uh, <laughs> we have, and yeah, we've got a couple of uh, super chats, humper chats. Luis, pull those up, please. Uh, Knock31 says, I think Cole was so overwhelmed with rage by OC's hug that he was powerless. <laughs> to resist and just just says why i don't get it buddy listen you don't have to get it you don't have to like it no but to say that nobody cares about that it. nobody yeah. cares after what we just did you can say i you can say you don't care about it and that's yes. fine but not nobody cares about it man tom lavalley tell me what you sent we're sitting here waiting just in case <laughs> what were your humper chats what was what's the deal What's the deal? What, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Robert, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Find me media. everywhere at Dude Felice on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all that good stuff. Find me every day on Fightful.com. And just keep supporting the brand because all these guys are doing just such great stuff. Alex, what do you got going on? You can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. I am hosting on this very YouTube show, the post- uh, SmackDown and AEW Rampage show on Dynamite because Sean will be out of town. It'll be me and uh, Miss Kate Fabe hanging out and uh, going crazy like we do on Tuesdays. And then we're going to do on 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 Saturday on FIFA Select. So subscribe if you haven't. It'll be me and Kate uh, going for, I don't know, six, seven hours talking about all the people in all the rumbles. And it'll be so much fun. Um, I see that you say on Friday after Julia gets squashed, Malachi and Brody maybe help her to the back. Do you think we could see that? Yeah. I think there's a reason Ooh. she's been so abrasive since getting the Mr. Dry. I would love if like, if, yeah, if, if the lights went out and she was like carried to the back by like uh, across Brody King's back. Cause he just like, Oh, uh, it'd be kind of fun. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Guys. Thank you all so much. I greatly appreciate you all. You all were, this was, these were the, the some of the most viewers we've had in in weeks and weeks and weeks thank you all so much and uh yeah there, there you go tom we read it we found you buddy until next time guys we're out say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.